Are you a software professional looking to make a lasting impact on people and the planet? At General Motors, our vision is a world with zero crashes, zero emissions, and zero congestion. And we need innovative people like you to join us on this journey and challenge the limits of what is possible. From autonomous cars to software-defined vehicles, you'll translate breakthrough technologies like AI into experiences that people love, all while pushing the world forward toward an all-electric future. See how you can shape the future of mobility at careers.gm.com. She said it because of his wet blanket energy. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. All right, guys. Let's creep. So Nick's book is officially out as of October 4th. And he is like legit. This is how he's trying to get his listeners to buy his book. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it and let you guys decide for yourself. Does this make you want to buy the book? fucking book comes out tomorrow don't text your ex happy birthday is dropping tomorrow october 4th and if you haven't pre-ordered what the fuck truly oh God, at this point down. i've asked i've pleaded i've been polite and now it's just more like truly what the fuck you've been listening to the show for how long is that i wrote this book for you guys no i'm just kidding but no truly i'm not kidding like why why please <laughs> don't ask you please now it's just more like what is wrong with you Oh my god. Okay, Nick, calm down. It is not that serious. Yeah. The cursing I can do without. As much as I know we curse on this podcast and whatever, and my mom's like, stop cursing. Uh, Nick actually stopped cursing from my mom. Oh shit. I know. Mrs. Maroney's coming for you. <laughs> I know, seriously. Do you think that's like genuine frustration because people are not buying the book? Well, the book came out as we're recording this on the 4th, the book mm-hmm. came out today. So he's not, this is... Yeah, but don't people like pre-order? That's like why it's so important to get the pre-orders in or something. I guess it's like, he's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, what do you think I'm giving this advice out every week? Blah, 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 go buy the book. But you you give the advice out for free. That's what I was about to say is that like, I don't actually think Nick is bad at dating advice. In the beginning of The Vile Files, I actually liked it and would listen to his Ask Nick segments, but I stopped listening because it just gets repetitive and annoying. And so now I'm like, okay, now you have this book of all of the stuff that you've been saying for like four years. What's different? What am I going to read in the book that I didn't already hear on your podcast? That's, That's what, what I, I don't I get. I think this is not the smartest move. He should have put like some exclusive tea in there or something. Then I would buy the book. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your bachelor journey and be like really candid about it. And mm-hmm. maybe you'll sell more books. Yeah. But if you're just going to give dating advice, I don't know how much people need to, I don't, I don't know how much we actually need to purchase the book to get the dating advice. Right. If you right. Literally he gives unsolicited free weekly dating advice on his Instagram and on the podcast. Yeah. So who's his manager? I don't know. Should I take over? Like, I, I think, think so. that he could have he could have done something else. Also, like his podcast is very successful. You probably didn't need to write this book. Well, I think that's probably why he's frustrated. He's probably like, my podcast is successful. Of course, I can like parlay that into book sales, but clearly, it's not something. If you're a big listener of the podcast, you don't need to buy the book. But I think he's frustrated. I think he thought he would get the same number of like sales for the books as he gets though. for podcasts. Yeah. Downloads. We'll have to see. I mean, we may find in a day or two he's on a fucking bestseller list. Okay, I have questions about the bestseller list. How is like every book ever written on the New York Times <laughs> bestseller list? I don't know who's sleeping with like the New York. I don't Times. like like Hannah Brown's was on the bestseller list. Like it wasn't Tyler Cameron's. Like every book in the world is on the bestseller list. I'm like, 
Is there more than one list? No, there's one list, but I think you have to like, I don't know, like send them like a fruit basket or something and then you can get on the list. I'm pretty sure that's all it is. Yeah, that probably is all it is. <laughs> I just like, there are, I'm not a scholar of books, but I just know there's probably like other books in the world besides like Hannah Brown's God Bless This Mess that sell more. That yeah, are but I not bachelor themed. I know. I'm sure people bought it, but I'm like in the grand scheme of the world, what about like I don't know, Oliver Twist or something. <laughs> like a classic what about literature. The catcher in the rye. Why yeah. is that not making the list anymore? Yeah. So I guess we'll find out. I mean, do I like the podcast? Sure. Am I gonna buy the book? No. But yeah. we'll see if it makes it on the list. You know what he should do? This is something I would buy a ticket to. He should do a live tour of the Vile Files, and then people in the audience can come up and ask questions for dating. Wouldn't that he be better than that a already? Book? I've never seen him do that. Yeah, why do we have to come up with everything? It's exhausting. That would be so part. much better than a book, right? Like, we would go to that. I would go to that. Take a word out of She's All Batches playbook, Nick Vile. Seriously. Coming to... He's like, I hate those girls. <laughs> coming to dethrone your podcast. Every time I hear the word unhinged, I think of you because you say it in our mm-hmm. intro. Yeah. Like, that's unhinged. And, like, this truly, like, when I was listening to <laughs> him promoting this book, the word that came in my head was unhinged. Like, you are unhinged. How about just, like, hey, guys, my book's out today. Right. Like, if you like what you hear here, you may like the book. Go check it out. Not like, what the fuck is wrong with you? He sounds like a man on the verge of a mental breakdown. Like, ah, I <laughs> promised the New York Times bestseller list I was going to sell this many books and no one's buying them. He's like, I sent them a fruit basket. I got to get on the list. <laughs> Could you imagine if like Hannah Brown get, is on the list and like Nick Val doesn't get on the list? He'll be so Oh my mad. God. Guys, we're going to, okay, make sure, put a pin in this. We need to come back next week because we'll find out in a week. If I he's think. on the it list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then if you bought the book tell us yeah i want to know how many people actually bought the book okay and tell us your favorite passage too yeah and read it to me Mm -hmm. oh my god could we have a listener come on and read and do a read aloud of an excerpt a reading from nick vile 6.4 it's like chapter one (laughs) are you dating the guy yeah should you dump the guy yeah like i feel like every single chapter should be written out in nick language yeah. Okay. Moving on. So we have some exclusive news. So last week we reported that people are saying that Kelly and Peter are back together. We obviously, Jackie made the great point that it's just a source. It's just a source. Just a source. That. They have not themselves confirmed it. So when I was promoting the podcast last week, I put out, you know, like couples getting back together and couples calling it quits in reference to Susie and Clayton. And friend of the show, Chris Randone, DM'd me Aww. and he's like, Kelly and Peter are not back together. And if you remember, Kelly is one of Chris Randone's best friends. Yeah. And I didn't even think to like ask, ask him, about him about like, it. okay, yeah. you know, so. Damn. So are they just. So he goes, he writes me and he goes, they're not actually back together. Two laugh crying emojis. I go, ooh, exclusive. So what's going on? They're just hanging out. He goes, hmm, deaf, not a couple. That's all I can share. And I said, okay, gotcha. I'm going to respect the friendship boundaries because I know he doesn't want to like, you know, Mm -hmm. share too much about his friend. But I think it is good to know that like whatever they are, they are not back together. So that is kind of crazy that they're hanging out to this extent. Yeah. But they're not actually. So they're just hooking up, right? Is that I what guess, we can conclude from that? Or maybe it's just that? like super casual, like filling the time. Or they just decided to not be mad at each other and they're like, hey, actually before we dated, we got, got along really well and maybe they actually are friends. I don't friends know. I believe that. No, I believe you can be friends with an ex. I do believe that. Okay. Unpopular opinion, but. Well, you heard it here first. They're not back together. I don't know who the source is, but we're going to have to go contact them and tell them that they're wrong. Yeah. I guess it's just like they're like defined together. It's like so you hang out all the time, you go on dates, and you only 
have sex with each other. Like, that sounds like together. Mm-hmm. I guess they need to DTR the relationship. DTR, yeah, exactly. They need to define the relationship relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Moving on. So there was this TikTok, uh, this user named Ellie Talks. She she apparently uh, attended one of Zach's group dates. And I need to talk about it because okay. it's like a fairly harmless date. It just shows a bunch of people in the audience. Zach's there. We don't, I don't know if we see any of the girls. They show the craft services table. And I am concerned for ABC's budget. The girl is just showing that she's like in the audience on one of Zach's dates. And she pans to the table of like where you can get snacks and stuff and you think like oh abc disney billion dollar corporation they literally (laughs) have a bowl of fritos and a couple of fruit by the foot that's what my table looks like the day after halloween why is this like abc's craft service table at a multi-million dollar production okay i would like love a good fruit by the foot though i haven't had a fruit by the foot in so long so like yes i'm jealous but you have to keep in mind they probably were at this filming for like hours and 13 they're hours fruit, probably fruit, fruit by the fucking foot yeah i would expect that the maybe they did maybe this was just like the little snack table and then like i would expect they'd at least give them lunch or a meal or something in between shooting Because that's a long day to only eat fruit by the foot. I haven't only eaten fruit by the foot since, like, third grade, you know? I mean, I would, but, I mean, you should probably... Which is not part of a nutritious diet. Yeah, you got to add in some Fritos, Cheetos, Gushers. Yeah, right. And, like, I don't know, we know that they gave them Jersey Mike's for, like... Which I'm, like, so embarrassed for them about that. I just, you guys need to see this TikTok. I'll share it, like, in the Facebook group or something. Because it is the most pitiful snack table. It's not even, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. It doesn't have to be this, like, extravagant snack table. But, like, it literally just random bags of Fritos and fruit by the foot. And I'm, I'm disturbed by that. I think they should really step it up. Yeah, it's literally like someone went to Costco and got like one pack of the mixed chips bag, like one massive (laughs) box of fruit by the foot and just like threw it on the table. Yeah, but I wouldn't even say massive because I feel like I could eat all those things on that table. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like Like one pack of the variety chips. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a small pack. Yeah, Like maybe not Costco. Like maybe like... um, ShopRite. Stop and Shop. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because there's probably only like 20 in that bag. Yeah, I was was bothered by that. I think ABC needs to fucking step it the fuck up. These people are coming because they want to see Zach and they want to see what it's like to be on the show. So they're probably bypassing the fact that they're being fed literal like... Garbage. Kindergarten treats. No offense for by the foot lovers. Yeah. It is garbage. Yeah. They should get them pizza or something at least. I mean, you would think, I feel like that would be even cheaper. These days, fruit by the foot, they're really jacking up those prices. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm that just looking out for That inflation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Did you hear Kayla Quinn is pregnant? Yeah, I saw that. I'm so happy for her. I, like, when I saw her announcement, I went down a rabbit hole of all her photos after she announced her pregnancy. And the one thing that stands out about Kayla is how amazing her hair is. Like, I still can't get over it. I totally agree. She has always had such gorgeous hair. I've always been so jealous. It's so thick and full and always looks like she's straight out of the salon with, like, a fan blowing on her. A hundred percent. And I was looking into how I can give my hair that extra volume. So I came across this brand called Way. I saw it featured in this self-care TikTok that had over a million likes on TikTok. I think I sent it to you. She used like all these different products, but one of the products that she kept using was Way products. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what is this thing? So I looked into it and Way has this new scalp serum and thick and full supplements that are a complete solution for promoting the appearance of thicker, fuller, healthier hair. 
So they have this vegan one-a-day supplement that has zero flavor. You could take them with or without a meal, so that's super convenient. And it helps over time promote the appearance of thicker hair. And I also am loving their leave-in conditioner. I used it actually last night, and my hair feels so soft. Same. I've started coloring my hair too, and so now that I've been putting in the leave-in conditioner, I feel like it's back to its fresh virgin feeling. I love that. Same, I'm obsessed. Also too, the thick and full supplements contain beauty boosting ingredients like biotin and pea shoot extracts, and those things promote thicker, fuller strands, and the scalp serum soothes irritation from tight ponytails and excessive hair detangling, which is awesome if you don't like to brush your hair a lot like I do. Now we can all look like we just walked out of the salon. Move over, Kayla. Jackie and Stephanie are in town with their hair. Hell yeah. You can grow all the way with Waze scalp serum and thick and full supplements. Go to theway.com. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Use code ALLBATCH to get 15% off. That's A-L-L-B-A-C-H. 15% off all of these amazing hair products. Come look like gorgeous hair goddesses like us and Kayla. Okay, so moving on, Clayton and Susie went on Caitlin Bristow's podcast, Off the Vine, and this was a post-breakup interview, which in itself is unprecedented in in Bachelor Nation. Who does that? Yeah. But it was like, I don't know, I, I have thoughts on it. My main takeaway, though, is... I think they could potentially get back together. Just the fact that, like, seeing them, the fact that they first off did an interview together post-breakup and the way they spoke about each other with, like, such respect and, like, they clearly are both very sad and have a lot of love for each other. So, I don't know. I'm... So you're saying there's a chance. But so the main focus was just like, and it's sad. This is why I think they could potentially get back together because the whole reason why they broke up was that like the show destroyed their mental health, specifically Clayton's. And it just got to the point where like they both realized they needed to be like full healed people before they could like be in a relationship with someone else, which is totally valid. I have a little clip of Clayton just explaining like really how bad the bullying was for him specifically. And it makes me really sad because it's just so unnecessary. Like if you are someone who is sending death threats to Clayton on Instagram, like please reevaluate your life because what is wrong with you actually? Here's what he said. Um, All of this chatter and noise and, um, and all the unknown, I think there's this misconception that people are like, you know what you signed up for. And it's like, no, we don't know what we signed up for. We could have never have, imagine that I was going to get thousands of death threats in my, in my DMs. I couldn't imagine that I was going to spend the vast majority of uh, my relationship trying to convince, you know, Susie that like, Hey, I'm going to be better once I heal, like, just please give me time. And the thing is, is yeah, it's, it's really tough to be in a relationship and try to be mending of uh, my relationship, trying to convince you know, Susie that like, Hey, I'm going to be better once I heal, like, just please give me time. And the thing is, is yeah, it's, it's really just tough to be in a relationship and try to be mending your relationship that mm-hmm. has, has damaged mending your person, your public image that's mm-hmm. completely in shambles. And then to like, please everybody around you, the show, the fans, your relationships, like, like your interpersonal relationships, your loved ones, all of that, like trying to explain to everybody, but you yeah. know, you can only say so much about certain things because some things we can't talk about. And you feel, I felt like there was this vice grip on me or these chat, like 
where I couldn't basically just breathe a sigh of relief because I was like, there's always something that we're combating. A cheating scandal, that was that was treacherous and like to our relationship. That really hurt us because it was just one more thing that piled on. And I think if you took any of these things and you just isolated them, I think we would have gotten through it with, with you know flying colors, but we were just, it was like one thing after the next. And then the show came on and then it was like, you know, Clayton sucks. And, and it was the, all these, you know, talking about this, that, and the other. And it's like, that hurts those comments, you know, because what yeah. that does is that then brings the focus back onto us. I love that he calls out the show though, because like you can like generalize hate on the internet. And like, unfortunately we can't control like how idiots behave online, but like the show can control how they behave. Absolutely. And they have an edit. It's not a live TV show. They could have easily not had those people sing about how much Clayton sucks. And I don't know, bringing up the cheating scandal and like, we covered mm -hmm. that, that it's just so weird to hear him talk about it as if that was like a real factor, in, like a struggling factor in their relationship. Whereas like online, they were very much like joking, joking about it. I think like, can you believe yeah. that? That's, you know what I mean? Like, I think Clayton is someone who clearly is like very sensitive and reads all the comments and takes them very personally, yeah. which, you know, I mean, everyone deals with these things in their own way. I don't know how I would react if the whole internet was like having their opinions about me. So, I mean, it's just sad. And it's sad that the show yeah. didn't do more to protect their final couple. That's just like yeah. where it I feel like we're a broken record saying that like they don't protect their leads. They don't protect their final couples. They're like out to destroy you. Yeah. And it, we'll get into this in the recap, but like stop telling me that you don't have favorites, but you're letting Ashley and Jared just like hang out in paradise for no reason. Like have a Mexican vacation, literally. Like what? why are they yeah. there? We'll get into it, it but so whatever. We'll get to that. But like to say that like, oh, like, this is how we treat all of our couples. Like no, it's no, not. No, it's not. And for some reason, certain couples are more favored than others. And it's really sad to hear Clayton and Susie talk like this. And if you listen to the podcast, it's a good episode. Mm -hmm. I found myself frustrated the whole time of, and I was like, well, why can't we just, pick, let's just work it out then. Let's just work it out then. Because like, I never really fully grasped what the issue was. I get that like he's dealing with, I don't know. Mental, like, but I think if he's dealing show. with that, like for, I think it was more so from Susie's perspective than being like, okay, well, like you're dealing with your own shit, but like you also kind of need to be there for me because like we're in a relationship. Like I have mm. emotional needs. And I think Clayton was just like not able to even put any attention towards the relationship was my understanding of after listening to the whole episode. Then did she just like force him to make all these TikToks? Because I thought they were like the most blissful, happy couple. And I, I say this every single week, but social media is fake. Yeah. I get it. But like but both things could be weird. happening at the same time. Like they could be having a fun little pizza party. And then Susie feeling, like, unsupported because Clayton's dealing with his own shit. I think they also, too, like, career-wise don't really know what they're doing because that was also a point of the conversation, too. Caitlin had asked them, like, oh, when you guys decided you were going to do long distance, like, was that a soft launch breakup? And they were like, at the time, no, but it was kind of manifesting and realizing that, like, they both have things that they want to explore. They, they're not, like, both settling into, like, the corporate career. Like, they want to explore, like, an artistic... Like, Clayton wants to do mental health speech giving, which I think would be great for him. I think they would be great for him. In the interview, he also talks about how he, like, toyed with the idea of going back to corporate yeah. America to give him stability and to clear his mental health. And I'm like... Isn't that, like, the opposite of what people normally do? Like, everyone's different, though, too. I think for some people, especially maybe for Clayton after he's, like, in this crazy environment, some people like the stability and the structure and that, like, it's easy and it's safe and you just you show up 
You do your little, that's me pretending to type on a computer. And then you go home and you have health insurance. And like, and you got 14 PTOs. Exactly. These days, a lot more companies are doing unlimited PTO, which is a scam. Unlimited is a joke. Yeah. It's a scam. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast. Oh my God. Like in the beginning of my career, I remember this fucking goody two shoes was like, you're going to take all your vacation days. I'm not because I want them to think Ugh, I'm serious. And dude, I literally don't was get like, me so- oh shit. Don't get me started on like I, the toxicity it- of like corporate life and people pretending Ugh. like their job at the, and the company like is their whole life. It's like, okay, yeah. well that's dumb if you're not going to take all your vacation. Like, that's not a badge of honor. Yeah. You're not a work hero. Your company would fire you in a second. Like, I could do yeah. a whole mini series on this. I could do a whole <laughs> fucking episode on, like, corporate culture. Yeah. And, and how like, toxic it is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And if you're someone who works at my corporate job, I'm joking. For legal reasons, this is a joke. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. So, yeah, I mean, overall, I just, I'm wishing them the best. I really think that there's a chance. I think once they both, like, go their separate ways, work on their individual career paths, they'll come back together. Because they're still talking. Susie is still sending memes to Clayton every single day. Yeah, they're, like, they're besties. Hopefully they don't find anyone else while they're searching for themselves. Yeah. Or they do, and it's a better fit. That's also the hard thing when you still talk to, like, I can't speak. When you still talk to an ex, I feel like that you can't potentially leave yourself open to other possibilities i always think it's funny though when like the bachelor is now single again that happens Mm -hmm. quite a bit and it's like all these girls that were like just pining for you not that very long ago and now all of a sudden like no one like he's watching all of his exes like on the beach pursuing other people yeah speaking of the beach i think we gotta dive on into that pool what do you say okay um, that dive was a 3.6. Whoa, That wait. was a little so splashy. Think, You're not supposed to splash when you dive. It's supposed to be... I mean, I'm a human. Sorry. I know, but that's how they pencil. rate the dives in the Olympics. The more splash, uh-huh. the worse the score. Okay, well, I didn't know you were Olympic I'm an raider. Olympic level raider, yeah. 3.6. Wow. Okay, well, there were two episodes we're mm-hmm. recapping. I would rate Monday night's episode... An eight. I would rate Tuesday night's episode like a four. Oh, I'm totally the I opposite. On... I hated Monday really? night and I liked Tuesday way more. My only takeaway from Monday was like, let's talk about Sally's bag and all of the drama surrounding that. But otherwise, I feel like... We need to break down. The Sally stuff is a lot and that's heavy, heavy journalism that we will get into. So yeah, let's, let's talk about the Sally suitcase. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little offended that you could just take a suitcase slap a piece of tape on it and write Sally and all of a sudden it's Sally's suitcase. I think the reaction from the contestants on Twitter, it's clear that that's not actually Sally's suitcase. And if it was, she should like fucking sue them. I I actually tweeted that it felt like a true crime series. Like we have Sally's hair, we have Sally's vibrator, but Sally's body was nowhere to be found. So I was concerned for like where Sally's whereabouts were, like why, like her fingerprints, all the DNA were there. Then I realized it's just, it was just like running joke that went way too far. I think Kira taking the vibrator. And going like, into the boom All boom I can think of, Jackie's word, unhinged. That is little... Like that is unhinged to go into a, go into a room with someone. I was going to say, all I of mean, that is prob- like kosher, fine, except for the fact that it's literally someone else's vibrator. Like that was touching someone else's vagina. And now you're going to have it touch yours. If it was. Right, I'm like, like oh, that's that what I'm saying. Yeah, like, that's true. It could be, it's probably fresh out of the box, perfectly clean. So in that case, I guess go off. Go to Dame Products, check it out. Like, I don't know. Dame isn't running this week, but like that definitely didn't look like a yeah. Dame vibrator. That looked like a plastic piece of shit. Honestly, if you guys remember my story from a few weeks back of my first vibrator from the mm-hmm. sex toy star- store that I threw out, it was like that. 
So Sally's better than that. She probably has like a nice dame vibrator. Exactly. Not that piece of shit. For sure. Uh, just the whole thing was very annoying to me because it's like, do they think we're dumb? The answer, I guess, like is yes. Yes. But can they stop assuming that about us? Like, there's just so many other things that they could do that I think would be a more interesting thing to watch with the drama with the people actually on the beach than putting a fake suitcase and a fake vibrator and being like, oh, Sally brought waffles to the beach. <laughs> like, we're not dumb. Oh, yeah, they actually just... They justified her bringing a waffle maker. What was the justification for that, though? Genevieve said, oh, yeah, we gifted her a waffle maker Oh, yeah, and she engagement. and she brought it with her to an all-inclusive resort in Mexico they where chef. they literally make all of their food. And what annoyed me even more was that the people, obviously, like you said, a lot of people from the show were calling this out on Twitter and being like, huh, I don't think that's actually Sally's suitcase. Like, that's not her suitcase. Like, ha, ha, ha. Joe, grocery store Joe, was like, wow, gonna go through someone's suitcase when they're not there, not cool. Like pushing the line of the show and that's why I hate him now. He's just like going along with this story that is so stupid. Everyone is there being like, we're so not fake, dumb. And you're knows so fake. fake, grocery store Joe. I know you're smarter than that. You're just trying to like push the show. I just, I can't trust anything that comes out of that man's mouth. And Marlena from Clayton season actually tweeted. She goes, y'all wonder why we be crying every episode. It's because we don't want to get on the producer's bad side and have a vibrator planted in our fake suitcase on national TV. Well, there you go. I clearly DM'd her. And she said she will talk to us when her contract is up in March. Don't worry, guys. We're on top of it. But, like, yeah. I bet Sally was, like, texting everyone, like, guys, can you guys please fucking defend me? This is humiliating. Right, that, like, right. And it's not even just that they found your vibrator, but it was on. They, that's why they tried to say that that's why they opened the luggage because the vibrator was on. I'm sorry. If you have a piece of luggage and it's vibrating, run. You don't open it and see if it's a vibrator. I know. Seriously. <laughs> that is dangerous. Who were the people, though, that were really, like, digging through Sally's bag? Because that in itself too i'm like what were they promised by producers to like go through the bag when we obviously know this is not sally's bag so lace finds the bag mm. she's like doing her makeup or something oh she right, sees right, the right. Bag. it's labeled sally she goes and gets like jill genevieve and i think one other person they're all very confused but genevieve is mostly confused because she doesn't want sally to come because sally had something with justin right and the only thing, like, Genevieve could not could not care less about the story. She wasn't even listening to, like, mm -hmm. the whole putting someone in a trunk, all this, like, crazy-ass story. She's like, but is Sally coming? Is Sally coming? She's not coming, right? Like, that's all she could care about. I really was not into Genevieve that episode for that reason. I feel like she was acting like, I don't know, just like, girl, calm down. It's not that serious. Like, what you and Justin have is fine. I don't know. It, it just was very much too much for me. Yeah, and what I don't really like is when, when the guys have the power, it makes the girls put these guys up on a pedestal and it's guys they don't even want like Genevieve is literally like convincing herself that she likes Justin but then she's like but I don't really like that he didn't like say good morning to me this mm -hmm. morning and like girls just because he has a rose doesn't mean you need to treat him like he's the king of the castle like uh, but he but it kind of does though Let, like pull a Jill and immediately like ignore the man as soon as you get the rose but get that rose I loved that moment from her of her just being like yeah I'll take the rose but you're never going to talk to me again. <laughs> Bye. In other news, Sierra doesn't only has nine fingers. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have one pinky on one of her hands. She like got it cut off in an accident when she was little. And 
that is the coolest thing in the world because she said she gets 10% off manicures. Like, yes, queen, get those savings. <laughs> I would rather have the pinky, not going to lie, than the savings mm. of 10%. But she's apparently a quality handholder. Yeah, no, I mean, she's clearly making the best out of what I'm sure was a horrible situation. If you calculate, though, how many times you're going to get your nails, like, I'm such a Jersey girl who gets her nails done psychotically, and that would actually be a lot of savings. Like, I could buy a fucking car with the 10% savings on Shit. every single nail manicure. Well, if you want me to chop off your pinky, I will. I'll think about it. I don't know. You make an interesting case. At first, I was like team pinky, but now I'm like, but the savings. A brand new car. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so we move on to episode two. Sally's suitcase is still a prime character. It's in the fucking intro, which like, that in itself is kind of funny. I'm like, all right, do that. The devil works hard, but the producers work harder. And when I saw that in the promo, it's like, okay. That's actually kind of fucking funny. They literally put a bikini over the Sally suitcase. But like, what I don't understand, I'm like, are they mad at her for not going? Like, why do but they she care? Comes. I know. That, well, that's why I'm like, why are they like ruining this girl's life when she, I guess, decide like, even if she never shows up, even though we know she shows up later, who cares? There's so many other girls that they have. They have like 25 girls sitting in the hotel in Mexico that they can pull from. Sally was not this like game changing character. I sat up in my chair when I saw Sally in the promo for next week, though. I was like, oh shit. Did Kira take Sally's vibrator home? Because Kira left. Oh, amazing point. So Sally's going to get there and be like, here's my bag. Where's my vibrator? And Kira's going to be home. Like, Where's my waffle maker, too? So we're in night two. Ashley and Jared show mm-hmm. up. And I think everyone kind of has the general consensus that, like, to say Ashley and Jared are living proof that paradise works is just an incorrect statement. And it's like what you always say, revisionist history. Mm-hmm. Why are we pretending like these two left? She actually said, if you guys want any tips on like how it is to leave the right. beach. With- I, I said, yeah. I'm like, you did not ever. Right. Like, why are we pretending paradise couldn't have failed these two more? Right. It was the real world that got these two together. And I think that's something that we're just kind of like brushing over here. Yes. It's almost like this process does not work. It's clearly just because Ashley and Jared are favorites. They've always been, especially Ashley, and they like them. And f- But for some reason, they want to give them a free vacation. I'm not really sure why they're there. Right. So at first it was like, you think, okay, they're going to give out a date card, like whatever they right, do every right. other season. Then it's like, no, we're going to change it up. Why are they there? They just Like, are they just going to stay the whole time and hang out? They're like the um, college freshmen that go back to the high school parties and, like, everyone's waiting for them to leave. And it's like, all right, guys, you can go now. You can go back to the college parties. You don't have to stay here with us high yeah. schoolers. You know what? I, this theory just came across my brain. Okay, you know how last season everyone was saying, like, be careful of the people on the beach that have podcasts, like Joe, Natasha, who ended up getting a podcast after, but, like, those types of – Becca Kufrin, be wary of those people. And those people seemed to – play a role in manufacturing a lot of drama, almost like little producers inside the game. Mm. This time, people were commenting, like, there's no people like that on the beach so far. It's all relatively new people to the franchise. What if they brought Ashley and Jared to be those kind of roles, to kind of push drama as they see fit because they're like in the environment with everyone. I think that's a really good take. I mean, Ashley was sitting there talking to the girls like she's Regina George's mom and she's like, what's the 411? What's the hot gossip? 
You girls keep me young. Ugh, I love you so much. Jill's like spilling her heart to her. She's giving her like, she's giving away like free therapy mm -hmm. sessions like betterhelp.com. You can use code she's all batch for 10% off that. I mean, I could definitely see that maybe producers want people that could be like mini producers yeah. to kind of stir storylines. Yeah, so I think like they'll never make Ashley or Jared look bad, but I think we should like look at what they're doing very carefully. And maybe we won't even see it. Maybe those kind of moments won't be in the final edit, but I, I think they're there to kind of push things along in a way that the show wants to push it along. And I said this earlier in the episode, but don't tell me they're they're not favorites because yeah. the fact that they're not just giving out a date card, that they literally get to stay and just hang out and provide commentary now. It's a free vacation. It's not really fair. I don't know how much they're actually going to add. And also it's right. like, do you not trust the people that you have on the show to make a decent enough Clearly story? Clearly not. It kind of feels like... Because they're going to push this fake whatever they want to happen. I don't know. There's no way Ashley, Ashley and Jared are not sleeping in the same areas right like do you think they go back to a hotel I know they showed them for one night in the boom boom room but I'm sure they're going to have air conditioning yeah. I'm sure they're going to have they're not there's no need to torture them right I want to talk a little bit about this whole thing with Genevieve and Aaron obviously they talked about it um on Tuesday night's episode that like the seed was planted by Shanae that there had been something between them prior Genevieve adamantly denies and the whole time she's like yeah I don't even like Aaron we're not we've always been just friends blah 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 blah, blah. and as soon as Aaron shows up and is like hey I, I kind of like you she's like and then they go on a date and now they're yeah. like together. So I'm like, Genevieve, how did that change so quickly for you? You must have been not being truthful in the beginning. Yeah, I don't know which it is because she jumps very quickly over to Aaron. But I guess like she has in the back of her head, like Justin, again, she was building Justin up to be something that she wanted. I don't think she yeah. actually really liked what Justin was offering. She's like, you don't pursue me. You don't make me feel like wanted mm -hmm. when we have to like force ourselves to like a guy yeah. it's never gonna be long until you go to someone else because they're giving more attention even though justin did like get her a cake which was so nice i mean i did feel for him in that moment when he was like okay i got you a cake like i've every single time pulled you aside and communicated with you that i was gonna like go on another day i've told you how it's going and she just like i feel like wanted to be angry at him why didn't we see like any of Justin and Victoria's date and why were they gone for like 47 hours like I feel like there was so much talk about Justin being on this date with Victoria and not with Genevieve but we saw like two seconds of it and they didn't come back till way later then we find out they didn't even kiss on the date so why was he willing to jump ship to Victoria I mean I think they brought Victoria in and told her to bring Justin just to like shake things up but then as soon as that's kind of she's immediately then going to Johnny who she also has interest in like I don't I feel like that was just a contrived moment to create drama because they had Victoria coming at the end of the episode like ooh, Victoria's coming like she's gonna steal someone's man blah 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 and then she takes mm -hmm. Justin that's probably why we didn't see much of their date because I, I don't think there was much there it was like a friend thing but I think that's funny though the whole episode we're talking about like oh what if he wants to go with her blah 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 he doesn't like me anymore but Genevieve and, like, doesn't know that I think they know Genevieve's very easy to like get in her head Genevieve is a modern day Ashley yes, exactly I. yeah she, yeah she totally like I think and like if you look at bachelor data's like screen time reports Genevieve has been number one so far I think they like that, like, they can manipulate her, get her to cry over a guy She's in a day. very emotional. I even noticed that in during Clayton season when it's like, I keep going back to Shanae, I'm obsessed with this girl, but, like, the way Shanae was having issues with Elizabeth, but Elizabeth wouldn't really, like, bite as far as, like, like getting into a screaming match with her because that's just not Elizabeth's personality. But so then it switches and all of a sudden Shanae is going on the two-on-one with Genevieve because Genevieve just is that person who's going to, like, emotionally unleash on someone in all these different aspects yeah. like there's a common theme here it's always Genevieve freaking out so they just know that about mm -hmm. her I think 
and we'll give them good TV. We talk about Teddy's Irish goodbye. That was so weird to me. Well, I mean, first off, I love an Irish goodbye. I think it's the best way to leave a party. But I, I don't know, I just wasn't really expecting that from Teddy. I thought that was really out of character and random. I also think it's funny that she's like, I wasn't sure if I was going to come here, but I really wanted to meet him. And it's like, did do we forget that we can meet people in the real real life? Apparently we do. Like, you don't have to meet him on Paradise. And it's like, when they're in this bubble and they make statements like that, it's, I feel like everyone's brainwashed. 100%. I wanted to meet him. Like, okay, DM him. He literally was obsessed with you prior to you even going to the beach. So I'm sure he would have... Yeah, but there's no situation where Andrew wasn't going to paradise. Like, she probably knew, like, if I want to see if I'm going to be in a relationship with him before he meets someone else on the beach, like, I also need mm-hmm. to go. Of course, they're always going to go to paradise because they, they're not there for love. Sing it. Sing it to the high mountaintops, me standing on a mountain, yodeling it out into the world. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, there's no reason why they can't just meet in the real world, except for everyone wants the fame. The fame and the money and the fortune and the... Do you think Teddy will come back? Do you think Rodney will go get her? Because Rodney wanted to take her on the date. You don't think he's going to chase her to the hotel and be like, hey, we'll see. If you're keeping notes, Kira, Hunter, and Haley go home. And I think in terms of like hierarchy, that was very predictable. You, they're not going to let Genevieve go home. They're not going to let... They're not let Victoria Fuller go home when Johnny was deciding right. between like, her and Hunter. Like, no way in hell. Yeah. So. So you got to watch with a different eye because you. I knew those three were going from a mile away. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, hopefully next week picks up a little bit. Sally's arriving. We're apparently Ashley and Jared are, like... Still there. Going to have sex and, like, I, I don't, don't want to see why, that. But... Like, no offense to them. I want to know how much they got paid for that. We need to go back to Audrey's and ask our BFF Jared, what the price was on that. Well, I'm going to get a towel because I got to get out of this pool. Okay, okay, towel off, towel off. But I will meet you back in this pool next week, okay? Okay. So I am a bridesmaid in my friend's wedding in November and I was trying on the bridesmaid's dress the other day and I realized that I would feel a lot better if I was wearing some sort of shapewear, but I've always hated shapewear. It's always been so uncomfortable to me. I've never been a fan of it, but let me tell you, once I tried on Honey Love, my fears about shapewear change. Honey Love has spent years researching and developing effective shapewear that's actually comfortable. Overly tight, cheap, and sticky fabrics that roll up are a thing of the past. Thanks to Honey Love, you can finally feel confident and comfortable in your favorite outfits. Yes, I have been loving Honey Love so much. Unlike other shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and the areas you need less compression. So like, hello, booty, booty, booty. Their Signature (laughs) X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves, and it's designed to work with your body, not against it. So if you guys are looking for sculpting and smoothing from stomach to thigh, I definitely recommend their superpower short. I've been wearing it literally every single weekend, and I have been loving it. Struggling to take off a tight piece of shapewear with a bathroom line at the door is truly a memory of the past. The Superpower Short has a 100% cotton gusset, so you can skip the extra undies. Plus, it has a convenient opening in the panty area for super easy bathroom. No costume change required. They also have comfortable bras, tanks, and leggings for everyday support. They have this crossover bra. It's the most popular bra they have. This bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. Goodbye underwire pokes and marks. It's made with incredibly soft and surprisingly strong fabric that features adjustable straps. We all have our favorite go-to bra, and I promise you this will be yours. You won't want to take it off when you get home because it's that comfortable. Also, Honey Love is seriously as beautiful as lingerie. The quality is insane, the details are stunning, and you'll feel incredible when you wear it. It's like sexy. 
Yes, so guys, definitely go check them out. No matter the occasion, you deserve to look and feel your best, and you can get 20% off at honeylove.com with the code she's all batch. So calling all my honeys, you deserve this. Okay, we're gonna kick off Bachelor Encounters. That's when you guys submit your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. We read about it on air. It's a good time. It's such a good time. We have a Blake and Giannina. We have so many Blake and Giannina's these days. They are like everywhere. They are everywhere. They are literally every single place we go. Well, I'm obsessed with them, so I feel like everyone else must be too. Yeah, it seems like it. They write, I was driving to Washington Park, which Blake supposedly lives near, and literally almost ran one of them over when they both had their phones out recording each other while crossing the street on those black electric bikes they own. But obviously, since I abruptly stopped and saw them recording each other on those bikes, that's when I realized it was them. I waved and, and they waved back, acting like, oops, sorry, we're so chaotic, ha ha ha. Then, to confirm, I saw later in that day, I saw them post it on their stories this past summer. So, wow, you saw, like, one of their like reels or their TikToks in the wild being created. Behind the scenes footage of the TikTok. I love it. But guys, watch where you're going. A funny idea to me, yeah, is almost getting run over by a car because you're looking at your phone. That's mm. just like a classic trope these days. Yeah, it's just the price we pay for being content creators in mm-hmm. the wild. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so this bachelor encounter was from about seven years ago. I landed in LAX airport and went to the smallest airport bathroom ever. Who was washing their hands right next to me was Brit, aka Double Bachelorette, aka the girl who's in our logo. People always <laughs> ask me who's the crying girl. It's Brit Nelson, Chris Souls of Season. Know your facts. I was so starstruck, and all I said to her was, You really are so pretty. Aww. Never addressed who she was, but seriously, she was gorgeous in real life, top knot and all. Britt is literally like the prettiest person I've ever seen in my entire life, and she is such a sweet soul as well. If you guys follow her, she like doesn't give a shit about social media. She has her like family life now, she has two beautiful kids, she's married. And I just love her. And I love that you got to see her in person and witness that with your fresh eyeballs because your eyeballs are so lucky. Yeah. What a good spotting. Buckle up. This one's long. Okay. Let me get my seatbelt. Okay. Buckled. Click. I'm a traveling wedding photographer and my friend and I are in San Diego to photograph a wedding. Last night we went to this hip bar and restaurant off Mission Beach and decided to go again tonight. I felt so old because everyone in the bar was super attractive and in their lower to mid 20s. And I'm almost 34. We were sitting against the wall next to the exit, waiting for our food, and a group of guys walked past us to leave. I double blinked and was like, hey, that looks like Rachel's Tyler, but was doubting it because he looked shorter in person. Then I saw Avon, who is like a young usher. He walks by, (laughs) so I had to follow them. I asked my friend if I should, and she said, go for it. So I ran out the door. I figured if it's really Tyler, I could say his name and he would turn around. If not, no big deal. Totally agree with your game plan so far. Sure enough, he turned around and he was so nice. He stopped while his friends continued to head off and talk to me so casually. Internally, I was like, play it cool, Trin. (laughs) I guess that's her name. And joked around with him about my husband's name also being Tyler and asked if he was liking the new attention I'm sure he was receiving. He smiled and laughed and was so kind. His face just exudes kindness, I'm telling you. I asked if he was with any of the other bachelorette guys and he said, Avon's inside. I about died, but kept it cool or at least tried to. I asked if Tyler would take a photo and he's like, do you want Avon in it too? Avon came out and I told him he was my favorite in front of Tyler. Whoops. They both gave me sweet hugs and took a photo with me. Such a... Nice guys. I'm definitely a Tyler fan now. So cute. I love a double whammy. 
Yeah, a double whammy is truly so lucky. And Tyler and Avon, those are good spottings. And they're like hot commodities these days. So Mm -hmm. you're a lucky, lucky girl. I'm interested to know that Tyler's a little shorter in person. I'm always curious. Like He gives me short vibes. No Mm -hmm. offense. Short king vibes, you know. Yeah, still a king in our hearts. Yeah, I feel like Avon is tall, like very tall. So maybe just next to Avon, he looked short. Right, you just got to always stand next to short people if you want to look tall. That's Mm -hmm. the trick. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, those are all the Bachelor encounters we have this week. If you have a story you want to submit, go ahead and DM me at She's All Batch, and we will maybe read about it next week. You never know. You never know. Are you currently dealing with anxiety or struggling with personal issues, need someone to vent to? Guys, help is available if you're struggling with your mental health. And while it may seem like a really scary, overwhelming process to get started with therapy, I promise you it absolutely does not have to be. BetterHelp.com makes it so easy to get started with a professional, affordable, and discreet therapist. So what is BetterHelp? It is an online therapy service and you can get started with just a click of a button. Literally today, you can get started and take charge of your mental health. After you sign up, BetterHelp will match you with an available therapist who fits your objectives, preferences, and types of issues that you're dealing with. So I didn't feel a connection with the original therapist I was matched with, so I was able to get a new one quickly and easily without having that awkward conversation of like, hey, I'm not really liking you (laughs) as my therapist. Once I got switched, the second therapist I was matched with was such a perfect match that I felt really comfortable and still continue with them to this day. So it's really, really convenient. And whether I want to do a video call or just a phone call or even text support, my therapist is there when I need her. That's so awesome. You guys know I'm such a big advocate for therapy and I'm proud of myself for making my mental health a priority. So if you guys feel that you could benefit from talking to a therapist, we strongly suggest you check out betterhelp.com. She's All Batch listeners can get 10% off their first month of services by going to betterhelp.com slash she's all batch. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P slash S-H-E-S-A-L-L-B-A-C-H and start feeling better today. Hi, everyone. It's Steph. I spoke with Caroline Lunny. She's from Ari Season. I spoke to her this week, and I just wanted to put a quick trigger warning in this before the interview because there is some talk of domestic violence. I also wanted to share a resource. The National Domestic Violence Hotline is available 24-7 if you call 1-800-799-SAFE. Okay, guys, we have Caroline Lunny here. You remember her from Ari Season of The Bachelor. She was also on Bachelor in Paradise. Caroline, thank you for joining. She's all batch this week. Thank you so much for having me. It's a nice little unexpected turn for my day. Yeah, this was a a last minute uh, add-in and this is so nice to be able to talk to you. So you were on Ari's season. How how did you go about getting cast? Did you want him to be The Bachelor? What was your whole getting on the show situation? Well, I don't think anyone expected Ari to be our Bachelor. Right, that's true. Um, Like, I don't think even Ari knew he was, you know, I don't (laughs) think anybody knew that. And I just remember, I have to like really dig deep in the archives now. It's yeah. been long since I was on the show. But um, I actually had to evacuate for a hurricane. Whoa. And so they, I had to like leave early and I was like, I didn't know what to do. So I was like, you know, you're leaving for this like massive, like once in a lifetime experience and opportunity. And you're like, you know, you want to plan your outfits, right? It's like the ultimate trip, right? Like, yeah. And so luckily I had gone to Miss USA and Miss Teen USA. So I was like familiar with packing for an event like this, like, and just kind of this whole competition among women and like you know I kind of I did feel like that helped me with all of this uh but yeah I got to LA I had no idea who the bachelor was and then one morning I woke up and all my friends on the east coast were like oh my god oh my god it's this guy remember him from Emily Maynard season and I was like oh my god yeah I do like that was a long time ago but were you excited about it when it was announced um I 
I think <laughs> it was just a little bit of a surprise uh, for me. Uh, I just, I don't think anyone was expecting that. And then, yeah, <laughs> like, it just was like, you're like, okay, well maybe God knows something that I don't know. And like, cause he wasn't like, right. I wasn't like, oh, this is like my dream guy. He's right. like still my type. Truthfully, I don't know what the fuck my type is. Like mm-hmm. I really, all of like the guys I've ever been with in a lineup, you'd be like, what, what is it? What's the common denominator? Yeah. And I don't know if I could tell you. So I just, I'm like, I kind of just roll with the punches and see where it ends up. And your type is open. So you were open to Ari. Yeah, I was open to it. Peter Krause was up in the running at that point. Yep. Yeah, okay. He, he was cute. He that's was cute. who you wanted. I think, I think that that's who we all kind of wanted. So was but, there anything among the house? Was anyone disappointed? No, I don't, it never felt like that. And the thing okay. was, is like, at the end of the day, like I'm a huge believer in like law of attraction, the universe, God, like all of it. And I'm like, whoever it's supposed to be, it will be. And like, that's just how it is. Yeah. I was like, okay, like maybe like the universe knows something that I, I don't. And so, you know, when I got there and I gave it a shot and like, we don't know anything about anybody. It's like, it's, right. you can't swipe in real life. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, yeah. what are we, what are we working with here? And then I got there and it, um, it, I gave it a shot, but it just, it wasn't for me. So, but it all worked out because Lauren and him are happy and have kids and so it all. Yeah, for sure. Well, how do they get you to sign on to a show without telling you who it's going to be like? Because a lot of other seasons they do know, or at least they have an idea. So how was it pitching it to the contestants to say like, sign away your life for the next two months, but we're not going to tell you who it is. I think you kind of just are along for the ride. I think it's like this kind of thing you kind of close your eyes and you trust fall into and you just hope that it works out mm-hmm. um and it did so like I mean not for me but it worked out for them so right. like Lauren and Ari are like happily married with three children so it's crazy yeah, for me I'm still super fucking single but oh you know. no <laughs> so we're gonna have to turn that around with this podcast if anyone's <laughs> listening slide into Caroline's DMs <laughs> So walking in night one, who did you see as a front runner? And did you ever feel like you had potential to go the distance off the bat? Because I remember seeing you and pegging you as like a front runner. So that's what people keep telling me. And um, so it's funny because I actually wasn't the first one to come out of the limo. Um, They edited it to be that way. And I just, I I remember watching it with my family and I'm like, Although that I know is supposed to mean something like the first person. Why did they have me be the first one to come out? Um, the first one to come out is substantial that usually they're trying to set you up for something. I think they had a bigger, like higher hopes for me for paradise or something. And I just like totally disappointed them. I was like, this is not it. Like, and I wish that it could have been, but I feel like I, I know pretty early on when I meet somebody that like, it's either a yes or a no. Right. Um, but yeah. Well, you want to know why I pegged you and why I think other people did too. So Ari had dated Courtney Robertson and I feel like you have a similar look. And I remember when I saw yeah. you, well, actually I looked, I re- this is so funny. I remember looking at all the headshots and I'm horrible at choosing who like goes the distance. Like I'm really, really bad at it. But I remember looking at the, the headshots of Ari's cast and I'm like, okay, I know Ari liked Courtney and I know he liked Emily two totally different looking girls but let me look and I remember looking at you and I thought you kind of were similar to Courtney and I remember Lauren who he's with and I thought she looked a lot like Emily which Lauren because there was like a hundred well the Lauren um Burnham the one that he's yeah you had like 500 (laughs) Laurens 
but yeah, I, I thought she looked, she resembled Emily. So I thought that was interesting. I, rem- I remember your two headshots, but yeah, I well, just thought that's funny. I'm glad that I made my mark on you. So that means something because <laughs> no one else seems to give a shit. <laughs> that's, that's weird though, because I feel like you weren't on Ari's season. Well, when did you go home? Like midway? Um, I went home week four. I went home pretty early. Okay. So that it's, that's kind of like, it's like eight weeks. So kind of mid season and then paradise, you weren't on very long, but I feel like you were a very memorable person from the franchise. Well, thank you. Cause I think I, I, I have this like huge imposter syndrome with all of this and it's, really? so, it's so funny. And I, I remember talking to somebody about it and they were like, bitch, you've done three shows. Cause I also did bachelor in paradise, Australia. Oh, and- and so like, and so there's this weird thing for me sometimes where I feel like I don't belong here. And I like, you know what I mean? I feel like you're supposed to like go further or do more or whatever. And it's this weird little place for me to be in where it's like, like, I don't want to know what I'm doing here kind of thing. But you say you said that you were single. Did they ask you to come back to paradise this season? No, they didn't. And um, did you want to go? <laughs> Yes, you did. I there is a little piece of me that kind of did. So I thought somebody was going to be going. Ooh-hoo. So I'm not going to tell you because it's just going to be a thing, and I don't want it to be a thing because I like that we're in a bubble and it, the bubble is, is over. But like I liked that it was in a bubble and whatever. Okay. Anyway, um, and but like, it's someone from the show that you had talked to. Uh, yes. Okay. The bubble's over though. The bubble's over. I ended the bubble. Um, it just, the timing just isn't right. And it's unfortunate because this is a really good person. But um, so there was talks that this person might go on paradise. And then he messaged me and was like, so they're asking me to do paradise again. And I was like, you know where I stand on this. And because it's not like we have a relationship, like we're not like dating, but there's just been something. And um, yeah, so- I, if he was going to do paradise, I would have gone, but he didn't go. So then I, I was like, there's no reason for me to go. If Oh, I love a good puzzle. Okay. I'm not going to learn it. We don't have to name him, but you said go on paradise again. So we know he's already been on paradise. You oh, gave us that. I, yeah. I mean, I'm a journalist, no, Caroline. I, I, I'm sorry. I misspoke. He's never been on paradise. Oh, sorry. So it's, and he didn't go to paradise. He's not on this season. Uh, no, no, he won't be appearing because they just aired. Okay. Huh. Hmm. But they, did anyone contact you? Um, well, so, uh, hmm. <laughs> so it's funny. So I, I reached out to some, one of the producers and been like, Hey, like if so-and-so is going to be there, like, I'd like to throw my hat in the ring. And cause there's this, it's, God, I'm like really saying so much shit that I didn't want to say at all. If you don't, if you, if you truly don't want to, we could just move on. I don't want to make you uncomfortable. No, it's okay. It's fine. It's fun. And I know he'd be, he, he's fun. So he'd be full of all of it, but there was something that funny funny that came up. So I have a, one of my really good friends um, is doing paradise this year. And so I, (laughs) hmm. (laughs) So one of my friends is doing paradise this year. And I was like, if that motherfucker shows up in paradise and like told me he wasn't going, but if he comes like, and whatever. And I just am like, and she's like, Oh, if I see him, like, I'm going to tell him like, you're li- like, whatever. And so, you know, the fun little like girly banter. I'm like, if you see him, you tell him. Like, oh yeah. Whatever. 
And so then she was talking when she came home from paradise, uh, you know, she stayed at my house for a little bit. Um, and so she was telling me, she's like, yes. Yeah, so funny story. She was like, when I talked to this producer about, you know, this guy, she thinks you guys are dating. And I was like, no, no, we're not. Like, and so I'm like, so he, she's like, she thinks that he said that you guys are a thing. Mm. And so I, I know we're not, <laughs> but um, yeah, so that was that. So it's a messy story and I'm not telling it well, because I'm trying to. Mm. Yeah. With, without the details, I'm trying real hard, but it's kind of difficult. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so uh, the thing that's nice is there's no evidence of us hmm. I feel like out there. So like you guys would never know. So why don't you just date him? That's a good question. <laughs> um, I just think that the timing isn't really right. And I think that this person has a lot going on with work and things like that. And uh, I just got out of a really, really gnarly relationship. And I say just got out of, uh, it's been two years now, but I had a really, really like just psycho situation and I had, I was dating this guy and he, it went really bad. And I just finally, I finally got out. And then a year later, um, I had to get a restraining order and there was oh a God. thing and we've had to go to court for all of it. And it's been really messy. And I just haven't really like had it in me to let anybody else in. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just been like really, really hard. So oh, sorry. That's so and rough. It's like, it's like shitty the way that it like fucks with your head. And like, I haven't wanted to date anybody at all. And um, that was the thing that was really nice about this guy is he knew everything and I didn't have to explain anything to him. Mm. And he knew all about my ex. And then I'm also doing fertility treatments and he knew all about that. And it was just so nice to have somebody like wonderful, like to kind of lean on a little bit and like not actually like, cause I wasn't ready to date. And yeah. uh he was just, it was really nice to like have him nearby and he's just been a really great friend through all of it. So, Aww. well, I'm sorry that you, that you've been dealing with that. That's really difficult. Yeah. It's pretty shitty and it sucks because like, so we had court last week and it kind of all ended and I can't even talk about it because I don't want other, um, like predator type of people to know how he's like cheating the system to harass me and get away with it and so it sucks it's like I hate feeling like I'm silenced like and but it's this thing where it's like if I talk about what happened to me it'll kind of tell like it's not something that's like super well known and like how the means he's using to harass me mm -hmm. and it's really hard to prove in court and so it's just it's been it's just been a lot and I just have needed a to step back from like a lot of areas of my life just because I needed a minute to catch my breath. So. Yeah. And that's totally understandable. Has like, um, it's stopped since you've been to court though. No. Oh my God. Yeah. And it sucks. Cause like, we can't prove that it's him. We know it's him, but we can't prove that it's him. And so he's getting away with all of it. And oh so my gosh. So I'm so sorry that, I mean, that's a lot to, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot. Um, and it sucks. Cause it's like, I've had to put my life like on hold and it's like you want to like be young and you know go out and date and all these things and it's just been like a, a massive like healing chapter for me mm -hmm. and it's been weird because like I haven't been like able to be myself on social media the way that and, like and honestly who gives a fuck about social media like it's yeah. like, 
I have a real job. Like, it's like, not that it matters, but it's like, it's just, it's fun. And I miss connecting with people and connecting with women and doing all of that. But it's just the headspace you have to be in to be seen is it's weird. It's yeah. been, it's been weird, but are you okay to do this? I don't want you to feel like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I'm fine. This is really good for me to take my power back. Um, because, uh, when I, when I was like feeling like I needed to be silenced and needed to hide, like I literally moved to California for eight months to try and like hide from him. And like, cause I got my restraining order and the day I got my restraining order, I got a text message that was like, you think a restraining order is going to stop me? Um, like see you in the ground where you belong (gasps) when I open, like texting my mom, like your daughter's dead, like all this, like, it's been really hard for like my whole family. And that's not even like, even, oh my God, on my tip of the iceberg, that's like literally an ice cube for like what, in compared to what's gone on. But so me hiding and like secretly moving to California and he was like, I'm on your street. Did you see me outside your open house? Like, you know, how are those, how's that security system working? And it's like, this is terrifying because it's like, this isn't normal behavior. This isn't how normal people like act. Like I did a reality show. Like this is not, this is so much crazier than that. Like, yeah. And it kind of, there's like mental illness involved and it's just like, you know, and, and just drugs and like all of it and so it's just like it's hard because those type of people are so unpredictable Mm -hmm. so I moved to California to just kind of hide and um it was it was the worst thing that I could have done in hiding because it just it creates this like ultimate like fear and like panic within you like I literally changed like the clocks on my microwave because like, I didn't want it to be like, if I was on a story and someone's like, the time is off or like, whatever, like, do you know, like, the weird, yeah. like little nitpicky things that people notice. So, right, right. um, so yeah, so, so that was that. So this is good for me. It's good for me to take my power back and like get my voice back because feeling silenced is just not what I need and just makes me feel like panicked. So we're fine. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad to be helping you in getting your power back and getting your voice back and we support you here and, everyone listening, please send Caroline some love. I'm really sorry that you're dealing with that. Um, if I anyone want- listening and you have a, an ex who's feeling abusive or, you know, some, something just doesn't feel right and you don't feel safe in your relationship, please just please, please, please take this as your sign. Like it, it's hard, but you can get out and you will be okay. Like yeah. slide in my DMS. If you need a resource to talk to, like I'll have, I'll, I'll find a way to like help you. If someone else is going through this, I just, I would hate to see anybody else going through this and feeling yeah. trapped. You're not trapped. They're just making you feel like you are. You're not. So yeah. run. just run for the hills and you will get your voice back. So, so oh yes, yeah, so that was a doozy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of like where all, what kind of made me stop. Like I was supposed to like meet up with this guy from the bachelor mm-hmm. and, um, and then this shit just really hit the fan. And I just was like, i I'm not up for Too this. much going on. Yeah. I was busy with work and I was busy with work and all these other things. So it just okay. like, I don't know. It just kind of not working. Yeah. Didn't work. And the thing is, it's funny. So like, it, even though like we would go like months without talking to each other and then all of a sudden he'd like send me like the nicest, like longest text message of just like, just so supportive and kind and wonderful. So I'm like, okay, so you're still thinking about me and I'm still thinking about you. And like, maybe one day it'll all work out, but um, for right now, it's not in the cards for us. I think maybe, I think you're right. Maybe in a year, it's going to be the right time and things will all line up. Yeah. Manifesting it. 
for you? I did invite him to my friend's wedding. Mm. And I did invite him very, very last minute. And uh, he was going to come and then he he didn't go. And I was like, mm. if you wanted to, you would. If you but wanted also, to, you would, yeah. But also it's a classic case of I did invite you a week before. Okay. Right. Knowing all the details, definitely. So like, I can't, I can't hate on him for it, but I wish I was given a plus one earlier and it would have been, a, you know, right, right. that's just the thing. I'm like, is this not happening? Cause it's just not supposed to happen. And he's just been a really good friend to help me feel safe and get back on my feet. After Which my- could be that too. And then that's going to lead you to the next person and that you're supposed for, to. If for nothing else, I've just been really grateful to have him as a friend of my life. And he's just been a really good guy. So good. Well, I'm glad that he came at that time to help you through this difficult time. Um, I do want to segue back to Ari's season real quick, because when I talk about you being a memorable person from the show, despite your limited time, well, you probably know what I'm going to say, but one of the most memorable <laughs> moments is the mental all. Yeah. I know what you did and I don't know how you could do that. Yeah. Were you prompted to address Ari and confront him in that dramatic way? Like, what was the setup behind the scenes here? I knew what he did, obviously. Obviously. I knew. <laughs> I knew what he did. And I was like ready. I was fuming. Like the thing about me is like, for I, I have a hard time standing up for myself. But like, if you fuck with my people, I will literally come for you. I knew what happened, you know, with him and Becca. And Becca was literally at my house. Like we, me, T and Becca had just like had a girls weekend at my place in Florida and we were like having a good time. Then Tia and I had to leave for the tell-all and Becca just stayed because she was like, she liked my roommate. She hung out, whatever. So I had like heard the whole thing. Like we were listening to her talk and like it had just happened. We we're listening to her talk about all of it, tell the whole story. And the worst part was, is that I knew that he was going to break up with her before she did. How? Exactly. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Great question. Like, it makes no sense to me that you would run your mouth like that so much so that it would seven degrees of Kevin Bacon get back to me like from a producer through my pageant friend, my pageant friend. Her, so my friend Audra was dating this guy who was the bachelor in Canada at the time. Okay. And so Brad had heard and he's like, Oh, Hey, how's your friend doing? Is she all right? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, what, what are you, what are you talking about? And so then I would like message back and I was like, Hey, like, I'm here to talk. Like, if you want to talk, like, I don't know where you're at. Like, if you want, if you need me, I'm here. Like just, and she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, Oh, um, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe uh, he was misinformed, but are you, you and Ari are still together. And she's like, yeah. Like, what have you heard? And I was like, uh, clearly stupid things. I don't know. <laughs> like, and I just felt so, so bad. Cause I was like, Oh, that was just a rumor. My bad. And then three days later, he, he dumped her on camera. So was she really surprised when she showed up? Because when she went to that house with him, she was totally blindsided or seemed blindsided. Did you have like an idea of it? Thought that what I had said was a rumor. We just thought like through the, you know, stupid things get back. And she was like, we just assumed it was a rumor. Okay. And then he, it wasn't a rumor and he broke up with her and he had like everything that we had heard was true. And it's just like, how dare you run your mouth like that and like, not just like handle it with Becca, like you know what I mean? Like to tell yeah. everybody and then, and their mother so that it gets back to me from my pageant friend. I think that that's just really shitty, but yeah, it all worked out because she's super happy and yeah, uh, everyone worked out and, and everyone is happy now, which is like the craziest. Yeah. 
story. Like everything does happen for a reason. It all happened exactly as it was supposed to. So like, you can't even be like mad about it. And I, I actually like slid in Lauren's DMs, like, I don't know, like a couple of years ago, I'm somewhere after it all happened and all of a sudden done. And after their daughter was born, I'm like, Hey, like, I just want to apologize for the, I know what you did moment because like, you guys are so happy, but like, obviously you hurt my friends. So like, and the producers gave me the green light. They, so because it, it was a very sensitive, like teaser topic, we went over exactly what I was going to say beforehand. So that way I didn't like ruin the whole end of the show. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause I had potential just to be like, how dare you do that to Becca and whatever. And it could have just been really messy. So the no, it was mm, so good. It was so good. They were like, do you want to say something? I was like, oh yes, please let me say something. Like, let's go. Like I would love, love, love to say something to him. And they're like, but you can't like get it all away. And so I was like, all right, that's fair. <laughs> like, was it a line? It was like a line, but it was like, it was kind of, we had rehearsed like what I like could say to like kind of stick it to him a little bit, but then also like not give it all away. But then it looked so much more dramatic because I got the flu in the middle of the filming. Like I walked in there healthy as can be. And by the end of it, I was like, I didn't go to the after party. I went to the, my hotel room and I was just like on my shower floor going, thank oh. you. Thank you. Cause I was like, you know, when you're sick and you're like, I just want to go home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it looks so dramatic because I have like tears in my eyes and like snot. And I'm just like, I know what you did. It oh my God. That line is so iconic. And you know, what's funny. So I, uh, I mean, I have a background in entertainment news and I was working in entertainment news at the time and on Google trends after this is crazy that I could like pull this out of my memory, but on Google trends at the <laughs> time, stick. <laughs> it's so funny on Google trends at the time after the men's how all the, t- the top trending question was what did Ari do? Because of you, you said, I know what you did. And everyone was like, what do you do? Like, what the fuck is going on? It was crazy. So that line really resonated. And it's funny because I didn't think it was going to blow up the way that it did. I just was like ready to like, you know, we all have that like Charlotte moment from, um, yes, first the day you were born. Like that was that for me. I just didn't think it was going to be like, like my mom was watching TV in the kitchen, she had the TV on in the kitchen. And then Michael Strahan was like, Caroline money. And my mom's like, what the fuck? like why didn't you tell me you were gonna be and I was like I didn't know like I had no idea that it was gonna be like that do you know our last our current interview that is live right now um Annalise Puccini she she quoted Charlotte as well for the <laughs> same, same thing defending a friend on the show she's like what was that line that Charlotte said on Sex in the City yeah. so yes you were definitely you're all I think that stuck out about you as well like you were such a good friend you're a very you're a girl's girl that defends your girls and that was very apparent um did Lauren ever respond to your DM? Uh, I think she she did. It was like very like easy. It was just like, oh, like, th- 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 thanks so much. I was like, a nice, easy, generic answer. Like, I'm sure like that was shitty like for them, but also like you did do that. Well, <laughs> and then because with the finale, so he proposes to Lauren, it's like, you don't know whether to be happy or not. And then it's you, Tia. They removed for the, the proposal. When he proposed to her, at the they literally let all the other girls because we were all there for like for Becca and it was a whole thing so like we were they flew all of us in we're all like in the front row and he's about to propose to Lauren and they were like Lenny you got to come with us and I was like all right like why what are we doing they're like he's gonna propose to her and he doesn't want you with <gasps> he didn't I, want you there 
That's so fair. Like it's so fair because like I like I get it. You'd like throw a tomato at them or something. No, no, no. I'm not gonna ruin their moment, but like it's just that's a fair thing to do to like have me removed for that. Like I I had to laugh at it. You're like that's I deserve that. I deserve that. (laughs) That's so fucking funny. I so I have a heart out in three minutes, so I want to make sure we get to like what you have going on today. This has been so good. I want to continue though. Um. So can you tell us about life post bachelor? What do you have going on today? Um, life post bachelor is, you know, it's, it's weird to find your footing after all of it, because it's like a crazy whirlwind of things. Um, but yeah, I've just been kind of, I I feel like I've done a good job of like, not trying to be like in the bachelor world, but like still having my own identity, which is really important to me. So I, I do real estate. I love doing it. I work with my mom. Um, the market's been amazing. My My goal is to open up some Airbnbs um, down the line, but I've had to do, I've spent the last like two years doing fertility treatments. Um, so all of my other investments kind of got put on hold while I mm-hmm. invested in my future and my kids are already super, super expensive. And they're like years away. So. <laughs> and you haven't even tried diapers yet and all the other things that you oh, have yeah, to do. Yeah, they're expensive. And so, you know, and it, it's worth it. Cause it's, you know, what wouldn't you do for your kids? Of so course. Oh, that's amazing. So from my doctor, Dr. Um, Amy Avazade, she's the egg whisperer. If anybody needs an amazing fertility doctor, um, she's a phenomenal doctor, but she's just a great resource. So if anybody else needs some help with that, she's wonderful. But yeah, I, um, I did just hire a podcast producer myself. I really want to, um, I have a story that I'm dying to tell and I just want to kind of use it as truthfully a, a space for myself to kind of heal too and like bring people along while yeah. I figured out, we all figured out together. So, um, that's in the works and it's crazy. Cause I've been putting this off for years and I'm literally going to have like, I'm going to vomit just thinking about it, but, um, it could be totally terrible, but if for nothing else, it's really something just that I have to do for me. So we're going to do that. <laughs> when is there like a timeline of when we can check it out? I just started. So, uh, I just started meeting and like, I also have like my real job that's like funding this whole project. So, right. um, and then, you know, just moving and crazy things. So it's all been a whirlwind. So there is something in the works. I finally, I, I paid in full for the podcast producer. So that way I could just like. Uh, Say it's done. Yeah. Well, we have to like commit. You just have to like dive in and trust fall into your life sometimes. Instead of just yeah. being like, maybe this, or it's never the right time. Like there's never going to be a right time. And one day we could get hit by a bus and it's just all over. So I'm trying my best to just do my best and go from there. Well, that's great. Let me know um, when you have an update, let me know and I can let the listeners know if they want to go check it out. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun to talk. I could literally talk to you forever. So I know. I- well, I'm sorry. Where do you live? Uh, Long Island, New York. What about oh, you? Um, I'm in Boston, but I, know, I was like, like, as you're talking, I'm like, let's be friends. Like, I really like you. Um, yeah, I want to I'll go grab a drink and like, I know I, I, I could have continued this conversation. Maybe we'll do a part two or something because we only had a small bracket of time and I'm sure everyone wants to hear more from you. I know I do. Thank you for being so vulnerable again. I'm, I'm, you are a strong woman and I'm really proud of you that you are taking back your power and your voice. And I'm really happy that you were able to share that story with us. Thank you. Yeah. And so it, like I said, if anybody needs any help, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. And then also if we could, I don't know the um, domestic abuse hotline, but if we could include that yeah. in like the show notes or something, I would appreciate that to of give course. It, uh, women a resource. So. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Caroline. I will, I'm going to message you in like five minutes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure to leave us five stars and subscribe and follow and leave a comment and do so many nice things. And tell a friend. Please tell one friend about this podcast and get them to listen. I wanted to go back to shout out of the week because we haven't done it in quite a bit. But I want to give two FOTS listeners a shout out. So it was Jennifer's birthday this week and she wrote me and she said, I need to tell you guys that you ladies got me through a horrible day last Friday. I always save your podcast for Friday mornings because my commute is long. My engine died on me and I was alone on the Jersey Turnpike. I listened to Thursday's episode while I waited for the tow truck. You ladies are simply the very best. I told all of my friends to listen to you because every time the podcasts are more than an hour, I'm so happy because I can listen to you ladies all day. Thank you so much for what you do. Thank you for always advocating for mental health and kindness. And so Jen, Jennifer had also sent a um, Bachelor Encounter, which we'll read next week. But I wanted to give Jennifer a happy birthday. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you make it to the end of the episode and you hear your birthday shout out. I also wanted to send some love to another listener. Nicole recently lost a loved one and she said that our podcast has been really helping her get through some hard times. Um, Your podcast got me through the drive and distracted me from heavy stuff going on in my life for an hour. I would sometimes even stop to play the YouTube videos through my car speaker if I got desperate. I really love you guys. Thank you for making such a great podcast. So thank you, Nicole, for listening. We are sending you so much strength and love and we hope that you and your family are staying strong through this difficult time and we hope that we can put a smile on your face today yeah it's so nice to hear that we like we impact people's lives yeah another thing um make sure you join our facebook group we have a poll in there right now where you could vote for your favorite she's all batch moment we're gonna do something fun for our anniversary episode which is october 28th but the anniversary episode will come out on like the 27th i think because it's the thursday So um, go join the group. Go vote for your favorite She's All Batch moment because we're going to be reliving some of our favorite moments. Yes. Please do that. And also, too, guys, on Thursday when the episode drops, share when and where you're listening. Tag Stephanie She's All Batch and she'll share on her story. We just love seeing, like, what you guys are up to and how you're listening and when and it's just a fun little way to share. Oh, also, I mean, I'm plugging this way ahead of time, but like for the anniversary episode, which is at the end of October, we're going to have a few giveaways mm-hmm. in there. So it's definitely one you're going to want to listen to and you may be able to win some really cool stuff. So just plugging that ahead of time. Yes. Ooh, a little sprinkle of, of mystery. What could it be? Yes. Also, guys, if you want more content you can check out our youtube we are always throwing stuff up there either from the podcast or things that we make specially for youtube extra content but recently we just put up the video version of chris randone's interview if you guys have not listened to that yet definitely go check it out it's really raw he was really vulnerable with us and i'm just so proud of him for sharing his story because i do think it's really important and if you want to see the video version of that you can go to our youtube it's up there so that's that. And thank you to our sponsors. You can go to betterhelp.com slash she's all batch and get 10% off your first month of therapy services. You can go to theway.com, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code allbatch for 15% off your entire order. Get the most beautiful hair in the world. You can go to honeylove.com and get 20% off your order there with using code she's all batch. Yeah, and that's it. Um, Is that it? I think that's it. Oh, also, we didn't win. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, We didn't win the podcast awards, guys, for either category, but that's okay. Honestly, I really feel that it was a win to even be nominated. I'm not mad about it. So I'm not mad about it either. Obviously, it would have been nice to actually win, but the people that did win um, 
won last year, so they obviously have um, a loyal following yeah. for much longer than we do. We're not even a year, as I've said, mm-hmm. that our anniversary is at the end of this month. So no harm, no foul. Maybe we'll get them next Better year. Better luck next year. Um, but thank you guys. Anyone who went to like vote for us or yeah. support us with that. Or nominated yeah, us. Nominating us. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And like we said, being nominated is amazing. But next year they'll see. 2023 is going to rue the day that they didn't make us win in 2022. They're not going to know what's going to hit yeah. them. All yeah. right. All right. I think that's it. Bye, bitches. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate.